Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. This week we've been bringing you a message that was preached by a visiting missionary at a recent missions conference. His name is Mike Flick, a missionary from Malawi, Africa. The title of the message is, An Expected End. Brother Flick's exhortation to every Christian is to be a faithful witness for Christ in the midst of difficult times. We have a short journey through this life, and our best recourse as Christians is to serve the Lord with all of our hearts to His glory. Now, before we get to that message, we'd like to offer you a very helpful book entitled Be Joyful by Dr. Warren Wearsby. Dr. Wearsby skillfully opens up the book of Philippians and shows the child of God how to have real joy and contentment. This book and today's message are both free of charge. Stay tuned till the end of today's program for a phone number and address. And now to today's message. Now listen, now listen. God said in Deuteronomy, Oh, that they were wise, that they understood this, that they would consider their latter end. You need to take some time thinking about this expected end, but not just, not only the rapture. There are some other things that you need to know, you need to know about, you need to be aware about, that you need to be expecting to happen. Now, please come in your Bibles to Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19. After we are caught away... Man, we'll shout it out for a while, but there's going to come a thing called the judgment seat of Christ. The judgment seat of Christ. And when that thing comes, brother, you need to know what to expect. And there's a lot of Christians, maybe maybe you've never heard of that. Let Let me just explain it. Maybe you're new or, sorry, maybe you're a visitor. The judgment seat of Christ is a Christian judgment. Only saved people that have been born again by the Spirit of God will appear there. And anything you've done after you were saved, the work that you've done for Christ will be judged at that judgment. Now, if you have come here this morning and you've never been born again, I got some stuff for you in this passage. However, your judgment is a little bit different. You have a thing called the great white throne judgment. We'll come to that a little later. But for a few minutes, I'm going to look at this thing about the judgment seat of Christ here in Luke chapter 19. And I want to help you so you know what to expect in your end. Luke chapter 19 and verse number 12. Luke chapter 19, verse 12, we begin reading. He said, he said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. Jesus is giving us the parable. Of course, he represents the nobleman. He goes into a far country, which will be heaven, to receive for himself a kingdom, that'll be the kingdom of God, and to return, that's the rapture. Verse number 13, and he called his 10 servants. Now in the Bible, the number 10 represents Gentiles. And and by and large, in this age of grace in which we live, this church age, God is ministering primarily to the Gentiles. So the parable is very fitting. He says, he called his 10 servants and delivered them 10 pounds and said unto them, occupy till I come. Very simple instructions, just uh, find something to do and get busy doing it. Occupy till I come. But his citizens, verse 14, hated him and sent a message after him saying, we will not have this man to reign over us. Now, please recognize the difference. In verse 13, we're talking about servants. Those represent the saved people. But in verse 14, we're not talking about the servants. We're talking about citizens and those represent lost people. 
Two different groups. Now back in verse 15, it says, It came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to be called unto him. That's your rapture. To, to, to whom he had given the money that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Here's the judgment seat of Christ. Then came the first saying, Lord, thy pound hath gained 10 pounds. He said unto him, Well, thou good servant, because thou hast been faithful in a very little, have thou authority over 10 cities. And then he says in verse 18, and the second came saying, Lord, thy pound hath gained five pounds. And he said likewise to him, be thou also over five cities. Now, the first group that we want to look at, the, the first expected end that I want to bring to your attention, these two servants here, they could expect, they were expecting the reward of the inheritance. The reward of the inheritance. The Bible says, whatsoever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve these servants, for ye serve the Lord Christ. If you are saved and you've been busy doing something with what God gave you, with the gifts and the grace and the strength that he's given you, and you're occupied about the Father's business, then in the end of things, you can expect the reward of the inheritance. Now, help me out here in the passage. What are the names of these servants? Do you know their names? Oh, no, you don't. Do you know what they did? The Bible says they were trading, but do you know what they traded? And do you know who they traded with? And do you know all the particulars of their business? No, you don't. All we're told in verse number, what is it, 17, he says, well, thou good servant, because thou hast been faithful in what? Very little. These guys aren't famous. They don't have a great big church. They're not doing something that you would recognize. Like pastor said, it's not going to be in the newspaper. You're not going to get any recognition. You're not going to get fame and glory out of it. But these men received the reward of the inheritance because they were occupied and faithful with the very little that God had given them to do. The Bible says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding. In the work of the Lord. Is that your testimony this morning? Are you always abounding in the work of the Lord? These men received the reward of the inheritance, not because they had a church of a thousand, not because they went to Africa or India or the Philippines or, or Arctic Alaska and started so many churches. They, were, they received the reward of the inheritance because they were faithful about the Father's business. They were occupied. I'll tell you something these guys didn't do. They didn't sit around comparing their ministries. They didn't sit around bickering and fighting with one another. Well, how'd you get your 10? I bet you lied. I bet you cheated. I bet you, I bet you went around backside and corrupt aside. They didn't sit around fighting with one another. They were busy doing what God wanted them to do. A lot of you never make it any distance for God because you're always trying to outdistance one of the brethren in the church. The Bible says comparing yourselves among yourselves and measuring yourselves by yourselves is not wise. That's stupid. Because you're not going to be judged based on if you did more than the guy sitting next to you. You're judged based on what did you do with what God gave you. Were you faithful? You know what I like here? These guys were just busy. Faithful, toiling along with the very little they had. Always abounding, occupied until their Lord came. 
You know, the working man is an endangered species. And I'm not talking spiritually also. I'm talking secularly. In the, in, in, even in the world outside of these doors, a working man is an endangered species. Thank God, man, the Lord's been good to us in Malawi. He's given us some, some folks that'll work. Folks that you don't know their names. You'll probably never hear about what they do. Well, God's given us some. We've got a man named Jones Saka. I showed his picture the other night. Brother Saka, he got saved about three years ago. And about a year after that, he went to the clinic. He was starting to get sick and couldn't get over it. And he'd done some messing around before he got saved. And he knew it was time to reap what he sowed. And he went down to the clinic to get tested for AIDS. And there it's kind of a, a mass thing. They put about seven or eight guys in the room, test them all, make them all wait. The doctor comes out and gives the verdict to everybody at the same time. And in Malawi, if you come down with AIDS, brother, it's like leprosy. You, you, you are quarantined. They just push you out of the family, out of the village, and you're left to die alone. No man caring for your soul. Brother Saka knew that. He said, preacher, you got to pray for me. I'm going today. I'm going to find out whether or not I have AIDS. He went there and sat there waiting. The doctor came out and just real blatantly said, all right, everybody here has it. Turned around and walked right back in the room. And one, there were about seven or eight guys in there. One man began to cry. Another one began to shout and complain. And the other guys were just confused, didn't know what to do. And Brother Saka said, well, praise the Lord. And one of the guy next to him hit him in the shoulder and said, man, are you crazy? Did you hear what the doctor said? You're going to die, fool. You're going to be quarantined. Nobody's going to love you anymore. He said, no, 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 that's where you're wrong. I'm saved. My father's always going to love me. I know where I'm going when I die. I'm not worried about this. Took tracks out of his pocket and passed them out to everybody in the clinic and witnessed to all of them. I wonder how many of you, if you found out the very minute that you found out that you were going to die of some serious disease and everybody else was going to get away from you, I wonder how many of you would stay faithful in a very little thing like passing out a track and saying, well, praise the Lord. That man came to me and said, Brother Mike, I don't want to go to heaven empty-handed. Let me do something in the church. I said, Brother, you can't preach. <laughs> he said, why not? I said, you don't know how. <laughs> Bless his heart. He tried a couple times, but he just doesn't know how. And we let him here and there. But I said, Brother Saka, how about you greet the visitors? He said, oh, I'd love to. And every Sunday morning, he gets up in a little T-shirt. He didn't have nice clothes. T-shirt and a pair of trousers, stands up and says, I, I want to give Greetings to everybody in the name of Jesus. Big smile on his face, dying of AIDS. But he's doing, listen, he's doing what he can with what he has. And that man can expect the reward of the inheritance. We want to thank you for being with us today. It is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, An Expected End, by Mike Flick, a recent guest speaker at Treasure Valley Baptist Church. Before the Jews' captivity in Babylon, the Lord used Jeremiah to prophesy to Israel that they would once again return to their land of promise. And in his message today, Brother Flick used this event in Israel's history, making application to us as Christians. We too have a period of time, which is our life, in a place that is not our home, and yet we have an expected end of going to heaven when this life is over. Now because these things are so, it is absolutely vital that we as saved, born-again children of God be faithful in fulfilling our Lord's Great Commission and be out and about telling lost people how to be saved. Now, as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, we'd like to offer this month a very helpful book entitled Be Joyful by Dr. Warren Wearsby. In his book, Dr. Wearsby takes the reader through the book of Philippians 
and brings out some tremendous truths. He points out many of the things that steal our joy, why we don't need to worry, and in addition he lays out some good guidelines on the secrets of contentment. We encourage you to order this book today. Both the book and today's message are free of charge. Our address is Treasures of Truth, care of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, 1300 South Terry Avenue, Meridian, Idaho, 83642. And our phone number is area code 208-888-4545. Our webpage address is www.tvbc.org. No contributions, please. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church. We welcome you to our services on Sunday at 9.15 a.m. for Sunday School, at 10.30 a.m. for morning worship and preaching, at 6 p.m. for Bible preaching and teaching, and also on Wednesday at 7 p.m. for more Bible preaching and teaching.